0: Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast to talk about a little fellow called William Habington. These were tricky to decipher these poems, I thought. Swim says the murmur fishy says, "nox nocti indicat scientium. The title of the poem is taken from the Latin version of Psalm 19, the first two lines of which are: uh, the heavens declare the glory of God." And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. Night unto night showeth knowledge. Okay. Um, I guess I can see that. Nox, nocti. I guess that's like night and night in two different forms. Indicat, showeth, indicate. And in knowledge being scientiam, I guess, which is the root of science. Um, The title of the poem... Oh, I've read that bit. Habington was born in Hindlip Hall, Worcestershire, and belonged to a well-known Catholic family. His father had been implicated in the plots on behalf of Mary, Queen of Scots. His uncle was beheaded in 1586 on the charge of conspiring against Elizabeth I. While his mother was connected to the Gunpowder Plot, a failed assassination attempt against King James, by, uh, one by a group of provincial English Catholics who sought to restore the Catholic monarchy to England after decades of persecution against Catholics. Gunpowder Plot, I believe, I'm pretty sure, is the story behind um, V for Vendetta. Remember, remember, the whatever of November. I think that's the one and the same thing. Uh, his volume of lyrical poems arranged in two parts and entitled Castara was published anonymously in 1634 and celebrated his marriage to Lucy, second daughter of Sir William Herbert First Baron Poeth. Okay. Cool. Seems all these poets are very connected politically. Uh, or if not politically with like uh, aristoc- with the aristocracy. <clears throat> Um, Anywho, today's poet is Thomas Randolph. Yeah, Thomas Randolph. uh, Sorry, 1605 to 1635. Ooh, he was only 30. First poem's called A Devout Lover. Well, that's easy for you to say when you die at 30. I have a mistress for perfection's rare. In every eye, but in my thoughts most fair. Like tapers on the altar shine her eyes, her breath is the perfume of sacrifice, and wheresoever my fancy would begin, still her perfection lets religion in. We sit and talk and kiss away the hours as chastely as the morning dews kiss flowers. I touch her like my beads with devout care, and come unto my courtship as my prayer. Ah, uh, okay. Very religious. Um, uh, I find it so weird, this, like, approach that they had then of, like, this is my loved one. But also, when I consider that relationship between me and them, oh, better not forget about Jesus for a minute. Like, they, they can't even pry themselves away from their relationship with Jesus for long enough to define a relationship with their significant other. It, it, they have to be fused together. I find that there's something about that that, to me, I don't know, this is probably controversial, but to me that's kind of, there's something eerie about that. Probably offending any religious folks. I don't. It's not so much the religion, I mind, it's just, it's the fusing together. Like, why can't you love your wife without having to like, be, you know, they can't just say, I love my wife, they have to say, I love my wife and Jesus, (laughs) like, just separate them, an ode to Master Anthony Stafford, to hasten him to the county, is the subtitle, come, spur away, I have no patience, did I say county, country, to hasten him to the country, come, spur away, I have no patience for a longest stay, but must go down and leave. The chargeable noise of this great town I will the country see, where old simplicity, though hid in grey, doth look more gay for than foppery in plush and scarlet clad. Farewell, you city wits, that are almost at civil war, tis time that I grow wise, when all the world grows mad. More of my days I will not spend to gain an idiot's praise, or to make sport for some slight pusillation pusen of an of the inns pusen of the inns of court then worthy stafford say how shall we spend the day with what delights shorten the nights when from this tumult we are got secure where mirth with all her freedom goes yet shall no finger lose every where every word is thought and every thought is pure there from the tree will cherries pluck and pick the strawberry, and every day go see the wholesome country girls make hay, whose brown hath lovelier grace than any painted face. That I do know. Hyde Park can show where I had rather gain a kiss than meet, though some of them in great estate might court my love with plate, the beauties of the cheap, and wives of Lombard Street. But think upon some other pleasures, these to me are none, why do I prate, of women that are things against my fate. I never mean to wed that torture to my bed. My muse is she, my love shall be. That clowns get wealth and airs when I am done, when I am gone. And that great bugbear, grisly death, shall take this idle breath. If I a poem leave, that poem is my son. Of this no more. Well, ra- we'll rather taste the bright Pomona's store. No fruit shall scape, our plates from the damson to the grape, then full will sh- seek a shade, and hear what music's made, how philomel her tale doth tell, and how the other birds do fill the choir, the thrush and blackbird lend their throats warbling melodious notes, we will all sports enjoy which other others but desire, ours is the sky where at what fowl we please our hawk shall fly, nor will we spare to hunt the crafty fox or timorous hare. But let our hounds run loose in any ground they'll choose. The buck shall fall, the stag, and all our pleasures must from their own warrant be, for to my muse, if not to me, I am sure all game is free. Heaven, earth, are all but parts of her great royalty. And when we mean to taste of Bacchus blessings now and then and drink by stealth a cup or two to noble Barclay's health. I'll take my pipe and try the Phrygian melody which he that hears lets through his ears a madness to distemper all the brain Then I another pipe will take and Doric music make to civilize with graver notes our wits again. Whew, alright. That's a lot of words for you. Um these poems didn't really imprint on me at all you know sometimes poems just kind of go in one ear and out the other and you're not actually visualising much I feel like that happened a bit just now anywho, that's the poems thanks for listening, see you tomorrow